Oh, I said boobs. <laughs> Girl. You got a little too upset there. Uh, close enough. Well, welcome back again, per usual. We are here with episode 27, Campfire 27. Tales. Um, I'm I love really, our Campfire Tales. I do too. I'm really excited for this one. I feel like I say that a lot, but like, um, this is, I have, I have a good story. Okay. Great. Um, Why don't you start first? Oh, shit. Okay. Well, first off, I'm Andrea. I'm Gabriella. And I'm Cindy. And, and we, we are. We are. Hunted and Okay. Um, so I'm going to start off then. Get right into Okay. Well, actually, before, I need y'all to know, um, Alejandra and I went to New York, right? Uh, this past weekend or some shit. Last week. <clears throat> we were with our friend, Sayam, and Alejandra and Sayam have a co- podcast called Curried Palomas. However, they have not posted in a while because of circumstances. And we're walking, Sam runs it to somebody. And then some one of the guy looks at Alejandro. He's like, oh, you're from Curry Paloma's podcast. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, wow. And I was like, oh. And then he's like, I got recognized and you didn't. I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I did their, I did their art, art stuff. Oh I know. God. Yeah, it was really good. Oh. Loved it. But yeah, I was like, oh, that's so cute. And he's like. He he said that I was like, damn, son, and you don't even post. Okay, you haven't posted. Hashtag proud, but damn, they're not even <laughs> like that. Okay, just but to to it's awesome. It's good. So I was like, oh, that's cool. But anyway, second thing, we were eating <clears throat> sushi one night, and all of like the person next to me, I'm like hearing bits of their of what they're talking about, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, I was like, I did medit, like I did my meditation, whatever, and then like something something and then she said like and then like all of a sudden like there are a bunch of women around me and immediately my ears perked and i was like shut the fuck up oh shite. are you thinking what i'm thinking so she's like yeah like it was such full of light good energy i was like oh my fucking god oh my oh, god right I remember yes yeah. and so she was like um you know something like uh again only can hear bits and pieces and then she's like, you know, after my grandma passed, uh, these like group of women like appeared. I was like, oh my god, this is wild. This is what's sto- I can't. Even, ugh, I should have looked. What was the story that we were telling? Well, I don't remember what episode it was, but it was. I was actually um with Joe. Yeah, it was, it was with Joe's. Joe's You're uh, right. Inter- it was his interview. You're with, right. Um, I forgot. I, I don't know the lady, and it was but like it was a, a private. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. She didn't tell connection. us her name or anything. Yeah, for privacy, understandable, respectful. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, I crazy. was like, shut up. That is so cool. And she said, um, they were just they just surrounded her like, and it was good energy, and it was just like a bunch of it was just a women around her. I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Sorrow sisters. Sorrow sisters. Yeah. Oh, so God. it must be a thing. Yeah, it, I mean, I can't. I couldn't believe it. I just thought it was crazy that I overheard that, and I was like, I really want to talk to her, but I'm not going to do that right now. I'm just eat my sushi and go because I wasn't feeling too well. <laughs> I was so tired. But yeah, I thought that was cool. Nice All right. surprise, <laughs> surprise about you being tired Shut and 
All right, All right so Jared. now I'm going to get into my campfire tale. So the title is Psychic Medium Experiences. I was born almost four months premature and died many times in my first two years of life. At age three, I busted my forehead open on a concrete block and died in the ambulance and had an out-of-body experience. <clears throat> Isn't that cool? We just did an out-of-body episode too. Ever since then, I've been able to connect with the other side regardless of whether I wanted to or not, and I've been a psychic medium for many years, but have never come out publicly to admit this. So far, only a few very close friends and family know the full extent of my abilities. For the record, I am sound body and I am of sound body and mind. I've been to a psych in the past before I had gastric sleeve, and the doctor said, I quote, you are the most intelligent, kind, and lovely patient I've ever had the pleasure of speaking with. She even gave me a copy of one of her favorite books to read after I was done meeting with her for over a six-month span, which was, which was required pre prerequisite of getting surgery. I did not do drugs or drink alcohol. For most of my life, a particularly strong demonic entity followed my father and I no matter where we moved. It greatly frightened me until I learned to harness and strength, strengthen my powers to be able to repel demonic attacks. For a time, I had a small paranormal group and we investigated local haunted activity. The spirits would often use me as a vessel and there, would, there was one EVP session that when we played it back went on for over an hour and we could hear a truck barreling down the highway in the rain, a woman screaming words that sounded like she was trapped within the vehicle and muffled. We were shocked by this, and we were going to get this put on a USB drive as it was recorded on the computer, but my stepmother found the recordings and erased them. Talk about evil stepmother. A group of seven of my friends and I saw a very clear apparition of a man in the pouring rain standing on our back deck. His silhouette was clear as day when the lightning flashed and he looked incredibly angry. We all went white with shock and several of my friends never came over again or spoke to me after this incident. There were other things that happened that day which I will not repeat as it may trigger some people. The demon I spoke of earlier revealed his name to my best friend of over 20 years and I- Oh my god, sorry. No! Oh my god, you're not supposed to repeat or even like- I'm not- No, I'm not, I'm not. Don't say the same. She didn't put, put it anyway, it's okay. A couple years later, she made a friend online who spoke eventually of being followed by a demon, and when she asked the name, she immediately ran next door to tell me, and I was shocked. This is because the demon's name is not a known one. It isn't one you can find randomly online, and it was the same demon that had followed me my entire life. Mm. We found out through extensive research and my connection that this particular demon preyed on children and feasted on their fears and made their parents aggressive. Oh I my god! I, I suffered much of. Hold on, I just need to do a quick like a uh, cross. Mm -hmm. Okay, I suffered much abuse at the hands of my father, and it made sense that he was being demonically oppressed most of his life, especially after he finally revealed to us randomly one night that he went into the woods as a teenager and called upon the demons and challenged them. Yeah, pretty stupid. Oh, Dad. Oh, oh my god. I did have an exorcism, which I won't go into detail here, but it led to me finally severing my connection with the demon who then attached himself to one of my best friends and ultimately led him to suicide. Oh my god. Oh. I didn't read this deep into it, you guys. Oh my god. Please, sir. Oh. I'm just sending prayers right now. 
Sorry, I'm just praying, okay? <sighs> After the suicide, I closed off my connection to the other side and didn't revisit anything for several years. Until I saw apparition, apparitions and experienced much activity in the house I'm living in, living in now with my husband. An Indian burial ground is nearby and many of the locals here in the mountains are disrespectful and when it rains or storms, the activity gets pretty intense. I did three cleansings on the house so far and keep a particular crystal by the front door. This has helped some. I very clearly saw an old man in here multiple times and later found out he was the old owner and died in the house. My husband used to be a skeptic and needless to say, he isn't anymore. Our toddler and I both heard a voice in his room one night that clearly said, Hi there, and my son and I both looked over surprised, and he stared at the wall crying, and I felt the room go cold and the hair stood up on my arms. I ran out of there with him and told my husband we need to move ASAP. Our son slept with us that night. His toys were going off by themselves a lot too that night, and it was raining pretty heavily. I took the batteries out of the toys and did another cleansing in his room. Most of the activity originates from that area of the house, and I think the previous owner died in that room. I've verified activity in other people's homes, including strangers and family friends. I verified deceased loved ones that I never knew existed until after revealing what I had seen. Once in a restaurant, I wrote a note for a stranger because his deceased younger brother kept overwhelming me with an urge to deliver a message to him. I quietly handed him the note, told him I didn't want anything, and just to read the note. He was having lunch with a colleague and when I quickly left and looked back, once I got outside I saw him looking clearly shaken and had tears in his eyes and a small smile. That's all I'll share for now. If you're a psychic medium as well or curious about anything related to the life of one of this gifts us curse, please comment below. My god. Wow. That was a roller coaster. I am sorry. I <clears throat> when it comes to like demonic activities, I need to just take a breath and just like quickly do the sign of the cross to Same. calm myself down just cuz like, you know, <clears throat> y'all I'm still booze. curious about the name, but uh. Oh my god. I'm not I know. God for no. I was very scared. I just don't ooh. But I told y'all it was a good story. <laughs> I, I honestly, you know, I got you guys. I get scared when reading stories, so obviously, I don't really yeah, ever really finish good. them. Yeah. So like the middle parts are like usually a surprise for me too when I'm reading them. And God, I am. Was that a surprise? Oh God, that was really good, sissy. Thank you. For yeah. Okay. So. All right, I'm next. Okay, go ahead, Nana. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so the title of this story is "Seeing Shadow People." This is not the first time I'm seeing shadow people, nor is it my first paranormal rodeo. It is the first time in my five years of living in this flat that shadow people surfaced. For the past few weeks, I've seen shadow people out of the corner of my eye. Ugh. It's, I know. <laughs> it's always a shadowy human-like figure, but it is as if the body has no substance. I've never seen these apparitions in my current home before. Recently, things have become strained between the landlord and me, and I'm convinced that these apparitions are the manifestations of his ill intent. He wants us out, but he's too coward to boot my partner and me outright. The appearance of these figures is also coupled with a change in the landlord's behavior. Where he used to be open and inviting, he became greedy and mean-spirited. 
I also seem to notice shadow people a day or two before I received an email, a bad one, from the landlord. I'm not quite sure what to make of this, but I'm convinced the shadow people I'm seeing now are a manifestation of some kind. I'm curious if anyone else has had this experience like me. So I've heard a similar story and I think it's on one of a, like another podcast in mm -hmm. which this person lived in his apartment and he started seeing shadow people in his home. There's two, like two different stories I've heard. One of, um, one, he would, he would see them when he was sleeping and he'd feel like he was being suffocated type of thing. And it was paired with some sort of negative energy in his life. I don't know if it was a landlord like this story, or I don't know if it was like someone close in his life or even work, but it happened because of the negativity and it drove him insane. And then once things started to turn around, he never saw those shadow people again. Mm. See, so. I was figured with like, not just shadow people, but any... Uh, negative entities you know mm -hmm. it always has something connected to like the negative person or like the, the yeah, person becomes course. negative because of them and like the area and you know, that's why people feel like oh and say like don't right. feel so negative in here or this person feels so negative or their demeanor changed and snap just like that Ugh. yeah yeah no i agree I actually saw an episode i don't remember if it was it, it wasn't like a haunting i was like i think my ghost story of an individual that moved into an apartment complex and um, the landlord was friendly initially and all that stuff. But then they started experiencing, you know, activity. I don't remember specifically what type of entity it was, but I do remember they started smelling sulfur and I was like, Oh, hell oh, no, nah. that no. is demonic. Like, so in conclusion, this was like several years ago, so I don't remember, but like obviously it was the landlord that was doing satanic stuff <gasps> and Shut stuff up. and sending out someone, something, whatever for to that individual. And then they, you know, to get them out of there and they and they eventually did leave. And then like mm. someone else moved in right after. And I'm like, yikes. yikes. I wish like you can like report that. Right? <laughs> you, you know, like so many people, you know, experience some. Just you never like know. Paranormal. You never know, like vo voodoo also, or like, you right. know, um, uh, black witchcraft and such. Like, as long as you have that, that mindset, like bad ailment and such to like your neighbor or, you know, maybe do some extra shit, you know, something could happen. Like the plumbing issues or like bugs or keep like infesting oh. their apartment you know stuff like that yeah plumbing that was one of the issues they had like they were just going through it in which let me say be honest with you i don't care if it was paranormal or not if i'm having plumbing issues i'm gonna be right mad i'm swearing up with yeah. the, the <laughs> landlord i'm like listen fix this shit right now. yeah yeah um but yeah, that's unfortunately very common. I'm still convinced that our neighbor in the chocolate house like cursed us. Do you remember like they had like that we found in our driveway or parking spot like that's some fruit was it a lemon and then like some shit like in the lemon whatever Inside the lemon. and then yeah. like Cindy, I'm pretty sure you googled it and you're like this is like an Indian curse or something. No, it was mom or it was so mom, mom had a client that. Um, Oh, was, was from was India. From, yeah. Was from India, and and, and she was like, eh, you know, telling her, like, listen, I have." Mm -hmm. And then the uh, Indian neighbor, I mean, 
oops, sorry. The um, Indian client was like, yeah, that's like from the motherland and it's common to, you know, to be yeah. curse, which I can't see them know, though, doing that. Yeah. I, can. I, can. I just think yeah. that, I just think the lemon fell out of our trash bag. I think Romeo a, must have just made. No, I actually I see at, them. I see them. I mom. saw the lemon. I saw the yeah, lemon. The lemon was it weird, was stuffing. Was stuffed <clears> like <throat> I don't know. The lemon was stuffed with something in there. Almost like you could tell it was purposely placed in there. Like, yeah, but that's um very good study. Says I. It's your Is that turn. the only one you have, Andre Gabriel? What? Is yes, that the only that's the only one, one she has. Yeah, that's the only one I have. It's your turn now. Okay, so my story is called The Walking Dead. I'm a psychiatric nurse, and early in my career, I worked at a residential mental health facility. One of our residents was an elective mute, which means that he didn't slash wouldn't slash couldn't talk, but there were no medical reasons as to why. He had spoken earlier in his life and in fact seemed quite normal back then, with the exception of being close to seven feet tall. He'd been raised in the deep south and joined the military when he was 19, but one night he vanished. He was declared AWOL, and eventually he was declared missing and dead. Ten years later, a seven-foot-tall man walked into a VA hospital emergency room in part of the Midwest and said to the receptionist, My name is Marion Dushin, not in real name, and I've been dead for ten years. Those were the last words he ever spoke. He was covered with dust and he was wearing the same clothes he'd been reported to be wearing the night he vanished. His social security number had not been used and he had no identification on his person. However, they were able to identify him, I guess via fingerprints. The family was notified, but they said they had already grieved their lost man and that whomever was claiming to be him simply could not be. They demanded not to be contacted again. Marion Marion paced all day, every day, moving his mouth that looked like talking or muttering, but no sound came out. He had an unnerving habit of throwing his head back with his mouth wide open as if he were laughing heartily, heartily but then not even a breath could be heard. <clears throat> If I talked to him, he appeared to listen, periodically throwing his head back in that laughter-mimicking way of his. Various medications were tried, but they did not affect him, either positively or negatively. Occupational therapy did not, because Marion would just grin, and unless told to stay put, he'd get up and start pacing again. On my last day at that job, the last thing I saw was Marion passing in the parking lot, throwing his head back to laugh. Later, I wonder if all along I'd been dealing with the ghost. All these years later, I still don't know. He's not a ghost. He's <laughs> he's a walking dead. He's a zombie. I think he, uh, he needs some milk. He needs some help. That's what I think. I agree. 100%. Um, I just find it weird that his family was like, that can't be him. Don't contact us. We, we warned him. Like, I don't give a fuck if you've been dead for 25, 50 <laughs> years. Like, someone some, is claiming to be you. I'm going yeah. to no, wherever you are to to figure out what's you know, happening. They, they for sure were just like, no, we don't want to deal. Or, like, we don't want him in our lives. I don't care. Yeah. So, they're like, bye, Felicia. 
That's a good story, though, Sissy. Good job. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I have one more. Okay, give it to us. It's called, It Came for Us in the Graveyard. Shut up. I know that story. Sorry, continue. Okay. Continue, please. Jesus. We were driving my friend's really old beat-up Subaru through a massive graveyard. We stopped and walked down a hill and came across a little pond. There was someone sitting on a rock on the other side of the pond. The figure was all black and we couldn't make out any features other than the fact it looked like a man who was wearing some old style top hat. We stupidly waved and shouted, hi. He didn't show any acknowledgement and continued sitting still on the rock. All All of a sudden, he jumped to his feet, started running to us on the water and then vanished in thin in water about halfway on the pond. My friends and I screamed and ran back to the car. The car wouldn't start and we heard something banging in the back of the car. It wasn't a constant bang, but every few seconds or so we'd hear it. Nobody was outside from what we could see in the dark, but something was making a noise in the car. I opened my phone and started dialing my mom to come give us a boost, but I had no service. None of us had any cell service. The next 30 minutes, we were spent trying to get her car started. No banging was heard afterwards, but we felt the heavy pressure among us. Finally, the car started and she hit the pedal to the metal. We sped out the graveyard so fast, immediately crossing the gates. All of our phones rained cell service. One thing I know for certain is that someone or something was out there and it was not an animal or a human. Oh my god, that's like one of my worst fears. I oh. know, right? Did uh, I read this before? No, I did. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that's why I said it sounded familiar. Okay, so I'm going to read another one. Okay. That was funny though. That's scary as shit! That is scary. Oh my god. <clears throat> I love graveyards. I'm so attracted to them. Like, I generally am. Even as like a small graveyard. Vampire. Um... <laughs> yes, but during the nighttime, I'm just too spooked. It's too dark. I'm like, Mm-mm, no, no, no. I like, I don't know. And you never know. Things could get attached to you. Yeah, and, that's and my. That's what I'm worried about. So yeah, oh, one hundred percent. But I'm still going in Savannah. Have fun during the day or night. Day. I'm not doing. Oh that yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> miss, miss. Like, walk. I'm still Chase going to me. cemetery, but daytime. <laughs> Acting like she'd about to go there at night and know damn well. Whatever. Anyway, so my next story is called My Mother Attracted Evil. After my parents divorced when I was a teenager, I lived with my mother. I experienced lots of paranormal happenings. Several times when I was reading in my bed, the room would start to feel like icy. Next, it would feel as if something slash somebody that hated me was staring at me. When I got that feeling, I would leave the room and come back an hour later. Sometimes during the day, I would see a shadow figure sneaking along my bedroom walls. Something in the flat was pretending to be my dog and went into my room and heard I went into my room and heard a deep growl from under the bed. My dog wasn't capable of making a noise that deep. It sounded like either a really big dog or a man doing his best dog impersonation. Oh my god. Uh, other times, my dog would whimper and pace in the room next to mine but wouldn't come when called, as if he was afraid of something in the hallway. When I moved in with my father, the paranormal activity stopped. 
Okay, so listen. Why how did this person conclude that his the you know the mother attracted evil? Because it could have just been the house no, attracted no, no, no. evil. They know they have to know for a fact because of other circumstances in their life that they are yeah. not talking about. Yeah, you know, possibly, like yeah. Because when you first think shit's just going on don't going down, it's the house. You don't think of a person doing it to you. So they obviously didn't want to mention their own personal life, but understand obviously understandable, but um that is fucking scary. You know what? what huh? <sighs> Sorry, continue. What got me is when like the growling under the bed. Yes. And it was it's not just about like it could be a creature, it's the fact that it sounded like a man trying to fake a growl. That's and I'm disgusting. like thinking, I'm like, oh, that's I don't know so if that's cool. worse or not. No, <laughs> so I, absolutely not. I, I would re- never go back inside. I couldn't yeah. either. I read this like fictional story like years ago. I was probably in middle school. And it was um, this girl kept uh, waking up in the middle of the night. She kept hearing dripping in like, I guess, her bathroom. And it was starting to freak her out, so then she would, like, put her hand under the bed for her dog to, like, pet her dog because that's where her dog would sleep every night. And then she'd get a lick, and then she'd be like, okay. And then, again, she would wake up, hand underneath, lick, reassured. But she kept getting woken up by this dripping. So, eventually, she decided to get out of bed and go into the bathroom. Okay, everybody, this next part is kind of gruesome, but she turns on the light because she hears the dripping in the bathroom she sees her dog no deceased and blood is dripping from where Uh they are hanging no i'm sorry and in the 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 on the wall the blood writes out humans can lick too yes i've heard that story it's like an urban legend well not an urban legend it's just this fictional scary story that's still scary. Yes, it's sad. So, well, sissies, those were great stories. I know. Excellent. I Excellent really job. It. I personally think I liked mine the best, but that's because I was very scared doing it. I hope you guys were too. Well, mine's the best because I saved the best for last. Oh, hell. No. <clears throat> no. This next one is called The Demon's Room. Oh, God. I worked as a forensics nurse in a hospital's lockup unit. We had one older lady who swore she was being haunted and abused by a demon she would call. I can't. I can't Don't. say her name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A demon name. Never, oh, ow. I've never seen it. I mean, I've never what heard it What the fuck is wrong with I, you? I don't know. I got a heartburn. I know. After you So many the name. crazy things. Shut up. So many crazy things happened while she was on the unit. We'd go into the room, do normal care, leave, and seconds later, she starts screaming bloody murder. We'd run into the room to find her looking like she's been in a fight with a boxing champ. Bloody lip, black eye, markings all over her body. No one ever saw her doing this stuff to herself. Things would get moved around the room by themselves. At one point, she was in protective restraints because the doctor thought she was hurting herself. There is no way she would have moved or done anything to herself while in these restraints. But new marks would always appear or her tray slash cart would be across the room. The room was secure. There is no way someone else was doing this. 
when we asked her her question when we asked her questions she just say it was insert demon name after she was discharged we always had trouble with that room if there was going to be a rapid response or code it happened in that room one night a guard reported lights blinking on and off it was that room Eek. please subscribe to haunted admonition <laughs> <laughs> no that was i feel like not the best because mine was so very good story though <laughs> i really like the pond, like the <laughs> i should have said running across the pond no, no don't say the no. name thanks sissies overall awesome. very good um episode i really liked our stories but um booze if you don't mind liking and subscribing us wait what liking what is this like YouTube? go oh, like no. and review us <laughs> <laughs> go on our instagram and like and facebook too uh yes leave us there's no like to subscribe too because we thought <laughs> sorry right Okay. Uh, I really thought rate, I, this is my YouTube review moment. review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Haunted Hermanas Podcast. Where else? Email uh -huh. us at hauntedhermanaspodcast at gmail.com. Email us your stories, your experiences, your friends, your families, la la. And uh, we will be back with another episode. Episode. 28 we're gonna do a special episode so tune in then thank you for listening per usual all right booze bye 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 adios y bye, bye con dios mm -hmm.